I'm Danny. And I'm Damika. And we're biracial unicorns. The minisode. Minisode time. <laughs> I am taking a risk today, I think. Oh yeah? I am. I am. But I don't we try to talk about and pick topics that the other person probably knows just as much about or equal to and kind of go back and forth. So I know you know this topic, but I don't know how much you know know it. But there's a lot we can go off from it. Vague mm. journal. Mm. <laughs> so here we go. Hang on. I'm excited just to kind of hop right into it. A 10 minute timer. All right. I just want to know if you want to talk just just a little bit about one of, I think, a decent white guy that hails from Canada who stars in one of your favorite movies. That's I what I figured. When time. you said white guy yeah. from Canada, I figured yeah. I thought I knew who it was. Yeah. I want to get some time and talk to the one, the only, the short sweetheart of our lives, <laughs> Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I love Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I will always okay. love Michael J. Fox good because you can like a movie and not be like crazy about the actor does that i didn't want to assume that because you like love back to the futures plurals that you were a massive fan of him personally but i don't know how you cannot be he's pretty great i i mean and he was like america's sweetheart in the 80s right Like, he was in so many things and family ties Mm -hmm. and making, like, so many movies. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't presume to say that I've seen everything he's been in, but I've seen a lot of what he's done. Mm -hmm. Back to the Future, clearly, being my favorite. But, (laughs) you know, I love love a teen wolf. Who doesn't? There's... Um, so many, like, I'm trying to think, like, you know, there's Secret of My Success, Life with Mickey, Mikey, I can't remember, The Frighteners. Mmm, going all the way back. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've, I've read his, uh, his book that he released a few years back. It was very sweet. Like celebrity memoirs are kind of like I read I'll read them, but they're never like super great usually. But I think what it really reinforced is just the fact that he's such an optimistic guy. He is. And has such a good attitude, which is is somebody with not a good attitude. I'm in <laughs> awe <laughs> from people who have good attitudes. He does. He is uncannily, like, optimistic, effervescent, and it seems it comes from a sincere place, which is why I think he's just one of those people, one of those characters. He just has that natural energy that you were just drawn to. And I think in the 80s, that's why he kind of, like, embodied. When you think about what was going on in the 80s, technology was really becoming more accessible to the average middle Mm. class. And and I think there was this, like, we can do anything. We've been to the moon. Computers are starting to fit inside of a closet instead of a whole room. We got, you know, phones in our cars. Like, what's what what can't America do? And I think he just kind of embodied that, that, that spunk. And I think when you talk about the boy next door, which I don't think mm. we talked about nearly enough, 
that idealism. It's him in a way that I don't feel as forced or gross. I think it is just a natural, you know, he, he would help you move and he'd hear your problems, but he'd also, you know, call you out on stuff. I think he just has that, that great way. And what I, it's so funny for him. Not only is he an actor of the eighties, I've really enjoyed his voice acting. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so it was actually funny. I was uh, watching um, Atlantis. The yes, <laughs> so good, right? Yeah, I definitely went and saw that in the theaters just because he was the voice of Milo. Is that the char- yeah. main character's name? And that was like the whole reason I went to go see it. But it's actually a really good cartoon that doesn't get enough cred, I don't think. Um, thank you. Not that I kind of want to make this about Atlantis, but I saw it on um, one of the streaming services, and my daughter hadn't really <laughs> seen it. And uh, do you, thought, you just really don't want to admit to having Disney Plus? Is it on Disney I, Plus? It is on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I just already know that I give Disney so much of my money and you know how we feel about Disney. And I'm just like, oh, being a parent is so hard. And also being me is slightly harder because I saw it and I got really excited. So we we watched it and I had the same thing of like, oh, I love Michael J. Fox's voice in it because he's also uh, done other voice work. And it's also, like you said before, I don't think it gets enough clout. And of course, I have a whole reason why I don't think it got enough publicity, but it's beautifully animated. I want to know what the reason is. (laughs) Well, unlike Pocahontas, when we talk about even this fictional native group of people, I just don't think people cared enough about them. I, I think there's there's not enough root to it and thinking about who all the bad guys really were and what happened to them. I just I think there's these these tones where people just couldn't latch on and care enough about this this world and this people and their energy source and what was going on. I just think at the time people just couldn't muster up the attachment to it. And it wasn't a musical. Mm. And I think people are obsessed. Yes. With musicals. People don't think of it as a real Disney movie because it's not a musical. That's how I feel about Brave. I don't know if you saw Brave. I didn't see Brave. I freaking love Brave. And once again, it's a it's a Disney movie that does not center around a relationship and it's about a mother and a daughter's complexities, which I thought was really interesting. Very fiercely independent, beautifully animated, curly girl for the win. And it did not get the, I think, the the clout and the push and the praise that, you know, Frozen would get because it's yeah. not a musical. There's something people need yeah. a tune to get into it. Right. Well, that's that's what people think of as a Disney film, I think. Mm-hmm. It's that very formulaic musical animated feature. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? I didn't. So when I realized he did the voice of that, I knew he also did the voice of Stuart Little. I was like, oh, that's cool. So when I was looking him up for the show, I didn't click that he also was the voice of Chance in Homeward Bound. Did you remember? And then it clicked to me. Yes, I did. I also very much loved Homeward Bound. So good. Yeah. (laughs) For those who are super young, Homeward Bound was I think also a Disney movie about two dogs and a cat and they get separated from their family Sassy. but they have <laughs> CSC 
Chance and what was the Sally Field, right? Sally Field played the voice of Sassy? Probably was. And who doesn't love Sally Field? Yeah. Oh, now I can't even remember. Yes. And then we have the these three beautiful pets. They get separated from their family and they have to go on this journey to get re uh, reunited with their family, but they have voices, not moving mouth, but the voices of people. And I don't know about you, but this was like the substitute standard movie in class, at least for me. Anytime we had a substitute, mm. it was always homeward bound. Every time. Every time. Even in high school, I think. We would still <laughs> <laughs> watching I, I, Homeward Bound. I, yeah, I mean it was definitely better than a handmaid's tale. But <laughs> it was uh it was cute. There was even a second one, but I just remember being like, Oh, Michael J. Fox, thanks for being one of the many voices of my childhood. You're just a cool dude. And I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I think with maybe it was perhaps because of the Parkinson's, like that was something that was easier to do instead of like full on acting in a, a movie. I don't know. I just think he has a freaking great voice. Like I, he does have a good voice. Mm-hmm. Not all voice actors are the same. And I think it sounds like something that everyone can do, but I just think he has a great job. I think it's also some of his Canadian magic because it's, it's a thing. I think it's a thing. <laughs> uh Perhaps something you've already thought about, but just to connect him to something else you love. Um, he, the last sitcom he was like a star of, a series regular, was Spin City. Mm-hmm. And that was how he met Bill Lawrence, who exactly. did scripts. Mm-hmm. And tie it all kind of together. In fact, uh, um, Bill Lawrence talks about his experience on Spin City on the podcast that uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends one that we've mentioned sometimes. So he actually, I like it when he kind of mentions Spin City. I think it's pretty cool. Did you watch mo- any of Spin City? I did. But I, I didn't see all the episodes. It was just like something that I would watch occasionally. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like it was perhaps good. It's like stylistic, not my my sort of show, I don't think. But I, I would watch it occasionally for Michael mm. J. Fox. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's like you're saying like that boy next door sort of feel, which is, you know, part of who he is. Something someone pointed out to me when I was talking about Back to the Future being my favorite movie. They're like, oh, yeah, back when people looked like people in movies. Mm. Like, he looks like a normal person. He's an attractive person, or at least he was when he was younger, right? But he looks like a normal person. (laughs) Like, he doesn't Mm. look like, like a Hollywood celebrity. He just looks like a person, like an attractive person, which I appreciate. Yeah. I really like that. I think he's he's a a really good comedic actor. Like he has mm. really good timing, which is everything in comedy. So like I love him in comedy, but I also love that he has done such a, a range of things. You know, like I mentioned, the Frighteners earlier. He was in Mars Attacks. <laughs> he's in like goofy <laughs> movies. Yes, that are yes. genre movies. So I love that too. And I think the last thing. The last thing that he did, or the most recent thing he's done, was this movie, See You Yesterday, 
Mm. Which it's only like a cameo. He's a teacher in this movie, but it's a movie about time travel. So it's it's like very much an homage to Ooh. Back to the Future having him in there. And I think he says like Great Scott or This is Heavy. <laughs> I can't remember. But it's good. That is so good. And actually, you touched on, I know our timer went off. Surprise, surprise. Uh, but there are like two things that you said on there as far as just him making homage to Back to the Future because he did that in Spin City as well. So I love when someone can respect what they're most known for because some mm-hmm. people, some actors get really hoity and toity when they get reference to the the one thing that most people know them from. But I love it when an actor just appreciates and embrace their bread and butter. You know, like, yeah, that of course, that's what you know me from. That's what kind of put me into the stratosphere. And so I like it when he makes like little notes to it. And also like the little cameo. I was looking at his uh, his spreadsheet, really. And just talking about the Emmys, he was nominated just for making guest appearances because he actually did a guest appearance on Scrubs as well. And he yeah, did several yeah. other shows. And anytime he does, it's like gold. I love that power and just the his ability to even just spend a couple of episodes or just to make a cameo to make that big of an impression to still get nominated for an an Emmy or whatever. And I'm like, my goodness, that is that star quality. You know what I mean? To make that much of an effort and emphasis just by a short time period of being on camera. Yeah. I'm against putting anyone on a pedestal really, Mm. except for Davi Diggs because you know he's special. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there's only room for one person on there's the only room for one on that pedestal mm-hmm. but i but i think it really does seem like he's a genuinely nice guy he does seem like genuinely optimistic and nice and caring and i think that is reflected back to him like everyone seems to enjoy his work and when people talk about him being a guest star on something like people are always seem like a little bit starstruck and a little bit like appreciative of of him and his work Mm. and he's like married to the same woman that he's been married to since like (laughs) forever (laughs) since like the 80s yeah yeah i'm into that yeah, and they have, you know, several kids and that's a story I remember about him doing Atlantis was he was offered a voice role on another cartoon that was coming out around the same time and he had his son choose which of the two movies <laughs> he would work oh, on. Oh, I so can't sweet. with that. Oh, and you're right, but I know we need to wrap up, but I do, I will say this, especially now in this climate we're very leery and you should never put anybody on the pedestal but he's one of those people have been like please don't secretly have like a cockfighting ring or something crazy like that underground that we'll find out you know 20 years from now just please be the genuine sweet person that you claim to be because we just we just need to win on our on our white yeah. guys we just yeah. need to win on our white guys so please please be that person i'm desperate I, I i do i sincerely think he is one of those people i i love his his activism work just his presence and it's one of those people i'm like man i'm so glad that you are here in this time representing who you are and what you're what you're about and your craft and your sickness being a part of you but not defining you and it's just uh, so good yeah so good also him and i are the same height so nice cool. which i'm very much into <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, I guess we should wrap it up. That was yeah. a fun topic. Thanks, Mika. Oh, you're welcome. I I enjoy. I mean, it was for me too. I have a thing for unknowingly have a thing for Canadian actors. Anytime, I'm like, oh, they're really yes. good, and they're Canadian. We just this past summer had the 35th anniversary of Back to the Future, and I did like a a watch via you know Zoom with some <laughs> friends who are also big fans of Back to the Future, and mm. I was like losing my shit because he every time he says like there's just a couple words but like you can't completely take that canadian out no so he's over there being all like sorry tomorrow (laughs) and i just like cannot handle it (laughs) i love it i love i love a good canadian because it is sneaky and you can't get rid of it no matter what you do especially in like your earlier years but big fan now see now i want to watch family ties not that it's like a show that i'm going to sit there and learn anything from (laughs) But just for that, I want to go back and just uh, admire the accent in all its Canadian glory. Yes. All right. We'll wrap it up. We'll be back next week with a full episode and in two weeks with another mini-sode. Mm-hmm. All right. Peace. Out. <laughs>